the Royals stolen base might uh, take a hit with Mondesi being gone. I can't hear you, Tim. I, I turned the radio off. <laughs> uh, who would you guys pick in a fight? Scherzer or Bumgarner? Scherzer. Scherzer. Their top two pitchers are Skaggs and Heaney. <laughs> who the heck are those guys? <laughs> I think that they used to be a bluegrass band in the 70s. <laughs> Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, however you're choosing to listen to us. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Fantasy Frenemies. Tonight, we're looking ahead to the weekend series. That's what we're doing. We're looking ahead to the weekend series because we have some little, I don't know, nuggets of people. Can we call people nuggets? We got some information about people who you might want to pick up that'll help you win your fantasy week. Do you guys, uh, Bobby, Tim, do you guys either get to the end of the week and start concentrating on categories that you need to uh, concentrate on for that weekend to be able to win your matchup that particular week? Sometimes. Depends on how many moves I have left. Hopefully my offense has got something at least on the bench or somewhere in the in the lineup, at least capability to, to fulfill all the stats. But pitching-wise, I'm usually searching for something to either grab an extra win or two, an extra save or two, uh, some more strikeouts, depending on how my matchup runs. So, yeah, towards the weekend, I might make an extra move or two to to fulfill stats, but hopefully I've already had it taken care of. For me, yeah, I, I kind of do the same thing. Kind of when the weekend approaches, I'm looking for pitching mostly. I'm pretty happy with most of my, my batters. So, But when it comes to pitching, I, I have... I have a solid pitching staff, but I like to get some extra guys when I can. There's not really any guys, any pitchers that I drop right now. Usually I'll drop a, one of my hitters for a pitcher or something to get that extra win or save or something. But <laughs> this weekend, I'm not going to need to do much uh, research. I don't know if you've checked out <laughs> my, uh, my matchup going right now. I, I think I'm pretty safe. Are you? I, I haven't. I haven't looked at. It. I haven't looked at it all night long. I haven't looked at it. <laughs> Poor Brandon, man. It's still ten nothing. He has no chance to beat me in any offensive category besides maybe stolen bases. Really? Um, it's a complete turnaround from last week because he was loading everything. It's <laughs> so weird. I'm, I'm telling you, and you know, after losing to Mark last week, uh, I was looking for a comeback week and. <laughs> I'm getting it. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to say anything bad about Brandon. I mean, his team's just not playing well this week and I'm getting the benefit of being up 10, 10 to nothing. Well, you know, I usually dig in on the weekend and really concentrate on my starting pitching staff. And I, I try to make sure that I get enough K's and I get enough wins in order to win my matchup each and every weekend is what I do on those starting pitcher K matchups. That is the biggest load of bull crap I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> that's the reason. That's the reason you'll you won't see a ten to nothing this year. <laughs> hey, it's not about ten to nothing. I'm six and a half games back. I haven't had a starting pitcher since week two. I'll, I'll since week two. I'll just let you guys keep well, pondering on how I do something like that. Well, I'm six yeah. and a half games back. That's all you got to know right now. You're, you're six and a half games back, but you're on the wrong side of the of the playoff spectrum, and you're behind me at the moment. So, oh, that's that's it's like hang you're, your head. Yeah. You're falling. You're 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 falling. I may be you know, falling. You were second, and then you're fourth. And then now you're like six. 
I'm falling. I'm falling a little bit, but then I got to, I just, it make you take a couple of steps backwards to get good footing, to be able to place all your strength to go forward. That's all you do, Bobby. You don't know. I know you don't know how to climb mountains. I know how to climb mountains, my friend. Speaking of climbing mountains, Alex Corey indicated Wednesday night that Rafael Devers should be able to avoid the injured list. I don't know if you saw that he had a hamstring injury. I think it's a, the opposite leg of what he had last year, if I'm not mistaken. So that, that that's good news for Rafael Devers owners. Trey Mancini got hit in the arm, and he's got a left elbow contusion. He wasn't out, he didn't play tonight. Don't know when he's going to get back in that lineup. Rich Hill, we were a little bit. I was a little bit off on Rich Hill prediction, but he did go on the injured list as. He typically does each year, but he he's going to avoid what, or he's going to he's going to be on there for what four weeks minimum. Yeah. Four to uh, he's not even going to touch a ball for four weeks. Oh, meaning he'll need some time after that four weeks to you know get back to you know have to get some throws in and stuff. So yeah, and then he'll Tre- be he'll be decent in August. Oh yeah, just he'll, he'll always do that. Uh, Trevor Story is on the ten day injured list with a sprained right thumb. I didn't even know he got a sprained thumb. I don't even know how it happened. It, Typically, that happens whenever you run into somebody or sliding or something slide, like that. Yeah, slide slide into second base head first again. Uh, speaking of another, out. speaking of another base stealer, there's somebody else that uh, you haven't mentioned yet. Uh, that'll unless. keep him. That'll keep Trevor Story out for a couple of weeks. Pablo Lopez <laughs> is on the 10 day injured list with a right oh, shoulder strain. Hold on, hold on. Oh, <laughs> listen, there's some there's big news right here. I got big over. news breaking. Here's big nope. news breaking, Tim. Can Giles? <laughs> no, but. Ken Giles is on the 10-day injured list. He got activated off of that today, and he he pitched today, so he had a clean inning, so that's good news. Aaron Judge will be activated Friday against the Astros. As the Astros manager, A.J. Hinch, doesn't expect Carlos Correa or Mr. Diaz to go uh, be a major factor before the All-Star game. So if you're a Carlos Correa owner, that may not be good news for you. You'll have to hold on to him for a little bit longer. I think the All-Star game, though, is what, maybe three weeks away? Yeah, it's middle July. Yeah, oh, let, me go ahead, let, me, let me go ahead and take take, take care of this. Oh, no, 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 Wes is trying to avoid us talking about Adalberto Montesi, which is a disservice to you because some of you might be owners of of Montesi, who is a huge base dealer and has been one of the top base dealers in the league, if not the top base dealer in the league. And Wes is just a little butthurt about it right now. And because he's on his, he's on Wes's team. So he doesn't want to talk about it, but we're going to let you guys know about it because you know, me and Bobby are good guys like that. Okay, but here's the deal. All right, I, I've got, I've got Aaron Judge. I've got Aaron Judge on my team. He's been on my team for since the beginning of the year, and I've missed him for two months because he's been on the DL. All right, I got, uh, I got George Springer, who I've had on my team. He's on the DL. I got Joey Gallo. He's on my team. He's on the DL. And now I got Alberto Mondesi. He just went on the DL with that groin injury. I'm, I am taking the ostrich approach. And I'm going to bury my head in the sand on this one. I'm going to pretend that it did not happen. <laughs> I'm going to pretend like that, that whenever you hear the noise in the car and you don't really want to pay any attention to it, and you hope it goes away, right? So I'm just going to turn the radio up and I'm going to pretend that the noise is not there and I'm going to hope it goes away. That's all I'm going to do. So 
That's what I'm doing with the Alberto Modesty. Well, and, then when right. breaks, and then when it all when it all goes to pot, then you're just left there holding the pot. You're you kind of you're kind of uh, screwed. Well, that's, so best thing to do is just you know embrace the suck. You're part of the suck. <laughs> Speaking and of it's that, not one gonna, other... it's not going to go away either, Wes, because it's a groin injury, yeah. and he's a base stealer. I know that's not a good injury to have. Even mm. when he comes back, they're not going to be sending them very much. You know who else I had on my team that I ended up dropping? Handleton Simmons, and and he was a shortstop, and he was on my team, hitting over three hundred, doing a fantastic job. And he got a high ankle sprain, and so I dropped him earlier this year. He was coming back, and I had my eyes on him. And guess what? He had in his minor league rehab assignment. He was pulled out of his rehab assignment uh, after encountering a setback to his ankle injury. Just, I, you know, they were rushing back. I, I tell you, the, <sighs> all right. Nolan Arenado's bruised toe came back <laughs> negative. He must have got a bruised toe tonight. I was, I didn't see that injury either. But I'll tell you who I did see get a bruise, Max Scherzer. Did you see him yesterday? He had a oh, broke nose. Wicked. He had a broke nose. He had a, a a black eye, and he was pitching. You know, Max Scherzer talks into his glove sometimes because he gets all irritated at what he's doing or what the pitcher or what the batter's doing, maybe what the catcher's doing, maybe what the umpire's doing, maybe what the guy selling popcorn's doing. I don't know what he gets irritated at, but sometimes he has a scowl on his face. And he whiffed 10 batters yesterday. He punched out 10 batters yesterday in a 2 nothing win over the Phillies on Wednesday. He pitched seven shutout frames. So Max Scherzer, with a broke nose, black eye, what, what just did his thing yesterday. Oh, uh, yeah. it's it, It's been lighting up Twitter. We had some hockey players just calling it Wednesday. But, you know, w- whether whether or not it's uh, a big deal or not, that, that, was, that was some gutsy effort. Yahoo was all about, you know, Max Scherzer's going to miss the start and maybe miss a couple starts, but no, he said, this, this is my mound, and then he, he took over. Uh, who would you guys pick in a fight, Scherzer or Bumgarner? Scherzer. Scherzer. I mean, you got to. <laughs> but, but you know, Bumgarner's country strong, but I, Scherzer will cheat, I think. You know, I think I think Bumgarner's too big of a gentleman. I think, I think that's what he's doing. I think he's too big of a gentleman. But Scherzer. Bum, Bumgarner's a crybaby, and... and <laughs> If, That's if, a Dodger you, fan saying that about a giant. Yeah. Go ahead. He is. He I is mean, a crybaby. Did, did you not see what happened when the? Uh, I mean, we talked about it before yeah. when Muncie yeah. Muncie hit that homer, and he didn't like the way Muncie was looking at the ball when he hit it, and so he had to, you know, say something about it because he's a crybaby. That's just what he does. And, and I and I think he has trouble with the guy's name Max. So uh, that's true. <laughs> yeah, give Serzer's got. Got that name, so <laughs> uh, I think uh, I, I think you'll back away pretty quickly. Hey, here's a question I got for you. Okay, there's there's young arms are coming up to the major leagues right now, right? They're getting called up for a, a spot start here and there. Some of them may stick around. So I got to ask you two guys this question: Who would you rather have the rest of the season between these next three young arms? Chris Paddock, who will start Saturday's game against the Pirates. Uh, also, the Marlins are promoting right-hand pitcher prospect Zach Gallen. Is that how you say his name? Gallen? He, he's pitching tonight against the Cardinals. Or would you rather have Zach Plesak, who's made a pretty good name of himself, and uh, Tuesday he earned a victory for the Indians, 10-3 over the Rangers. So out of those three, who would you like to have the rest of the year? Paddock, Gallen, Gallen, or Plesak? Do we have any stats on Gallen's game tonight yet? I mean, I see his AAA postings. So Gallion tonight for Miami pitching against St. Louis, he pitched five innings. 
He has six strikeouts, a 180 ERA, and a 140 whip. Okay. And he's he's not going to get the W. It's five to five in the in the top of the ninth. That's it, pretty good. And they've had some uh, they've had some new new pitchers come up. The the Marlins have in, in the last uh, few days and have feasted on the on the Cardinals. So that's a I don't know if that's a showing on the Cardinals or how good the Marlins' future uh, pitching prospects are, but. Um, if, if I had to take these three, uh, just to take into consideration, I would probably go Paddock, Plesac, and Gallon with those three. Even though you're, I mean, thinking about Paddock, not, not maybe, you know, jumping back and forth. You still yeah, think he's going to get if you, if you had asked me oh. this question a few weeks ago, I would have definitely said Paddock. But with Paddock, you know, they've already dropped him down to the minors. What was it, last week or something? So, you know, they're trying to keep his, his innings pitched down. I think with that, as far as for the rest of the year, I don't really trust that. So uh, if I had to pick somebody off of this who I would trust more just based on how he's been performing uh, since he's come up would be Plesak. All right, I think I agree with you. I think I'd. I'd probably go Plesak, Paddock, and then uh, Galleon, he, he, even though he pitched very well tonight. Do you look at him as long-term or just streaming options? Um, I would go with Plesak long-term. I honestly think Paddock will be long-term. I don't think the Padres can sit back and keep him up and down. He's going to pitch innings regardless, whether it's four innings in AAA or six innings here in, in the major leagues. But I would much rather just say, hey, look, you're going six innings. If you make six innings, we'll set you down. Let's talk about starting pitchers, all right? No, we, we haven't done this in a couple of weeks. I like to do this. I, I love looking at league leaders. Baseball is about numbers. Baseball is about stats, all right? And we'll try to make this as lighthearted as possible. But also, I think sometimes we've got to pay a lot of respect to people who uh, are able to perform at a high level in this game, not only to look for fantasy purposes, we can look to see who we may want to trade because most of these people will be taken. But also, you know, there there might be somebody that sneaks through the cracks that might be not not as owned as they should be in our fantasy leagues. All right. So if we talk about starting pitchers, Tim, I think the other night you said ERA is kind of a mark of a good pitcher. And I can understand that because when you're on the bump and you you're throwing the ball, you're kind of responsible for a lot of things. And you're you're making people hit the ball where you kind of want them to or you're making them swing a miss if you if you can. So uh, Ryu is sitting on top of the leaderboard with a 126 ERA right now. Yes, sir. And a point eight two whip. Oh, wow. That's, that's fantastic. Soroka is number two with a, a 212 ERA and a .98 whip. Boy, hey, you guys are kind of going head-to-head right there with a the Dodger-Atlanta matchup. Yeah. And look at that. I have both of those guys on my fantasy team. <laughs> Isn't that a coincidence? Jake Odorizzi is third, a 224 ERA, a 101 whip. Luis Castillo, I still think that's a surprise, a 226 ERA with a 111 whip. I don't think I don't think it's much of a surprise, really. I mean, yes, he he's pitching for Cincinnati, but if you look at his peripherals, and I mean, he's been he's been pitching well uh, for a couple of years. I mean, I say well, but I mean, he's lights out this year. But his his average against is point one seven five, so he is missing bats, and even if it's contact, it's not a lot of hard contact. So you're you're looking at some uh, some really good pitching there. 
Yeah, hey, could uh, either one of you explain kind of in, in a nutshell? We got some people who listen to this broadcast who never even heard of WHIP before because they're not a fantasy player. What, what is actually is WHIP? What is a WHIP? We have a 10-team, 10-category league. So there's, we have 10 different categories as we go head-to-head against each other each week. We alternate weeks of who we go head-to-head against, uh, and we try to win these different categories. These categories consist of our categories go like this. It goes runs, home runs, RBI, stolen bases, and averages. And then on the pitching side of things, we have wins, saves, Ks, ERAs, which Ks are strikeouts, ERAs, and whip. What exactly is a whip? That's your walks and hits per innings pitched. Oh, so like people that reach base. So a pitcher is kind of responsible for how many walks he gives up. pitcher is also kind of responsible for how many hits because – you know, once again, the more bats you miss, you can. If you're a pitcher, you can kind of get people to hit it in the direction you want them to. So that that's those are the two categories that come up important. So that's why I say ERA and WHIP whenever we talk about these things. And does intentional walks count towards a WHIP? Yes, because that's usually a, the that's usually the manager's call, not the pitcher's call. <laughs> um, if it's a person on base, it counts, with the exception of an error. Yes, errors don't count. We're going to get to errors in a little while because that factors in a lot to these pitchers and I think how they perform. Maybe that doesn't on their whip or their ERA, but it does perform, as Mark even pointed out a couple of weeks ago, kind of your mental your mental uh, abilities out there on the mound. Look, let's look at these top 25. Do any names jump out at you outside of those top 10, I guess? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to mention a couple of guys that we probably haven't talked about much over the last few weeks. Uh, that are sitting right there in the middle around names like Cole Hamels and mm-hmm. Clay, uh, Clayton Kershaw. You have uh, Freddie Montas from uh, Oakland sitting at 9-2 and two with a 285 ERA. If you look down at his whip, his whip is a, a little bit higher, but he, he's getting strikeouts. He's pitching really well for Oakland. Of course, Oakland is not quite as good this year as they were last year, but when you're 9-2, and two, uh, sitting there with a with a decent peripherals, it's a good good person to to have trade for. The other guy was Zach Eflin. His win loss record is not pristine at six seven, but he's got a two eighty three ERA. Uh, he's got a good team behind him, even though they're a little banged up right now, with the same looking uh, average and WHIP uh, one eighteen uh, on the WHIP. If you got a good pitcher on a uh, on a good team, you can you can't go wrong with you know picking somebody up if somebody drops them or is offering them in a trade. Zach Eflin is one of those guys that have bounced around in our waiver wire a couple of times. I think he's had some bad outings, but he he has more bad, good than bad. And if the Phillies can heat up, which they have the possibility of, his win loss record is going to really flip flop there. He's six and seven right now, but uh, no reason not 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 because of him. Yeah, I can say personally, I mean, I've had him on my team a few times. I, I currently have him right now. He's had some bad outings, but usually in those bad outings, he's also not getting any run support, which is a lot of the reason why he's get, he's got that seven losses. Because he, he's had games where he's pitched well, but he just didn't get any run support um, in those games. So Let's look at some of these potential guys down here at the bottom of these top 25 that I have pulled up. Uh, those are the guys that I think are going to possibly get traded. And it might be people that you want to jump on now before they do get traded. Marcus Stroman with Toronto. He's sitting there at 4-9. Toronto's not going anywhere, but he has a 323 ERA and a 127 whip. Would you be interested in him if the maybe the Yankees sign him? 
Most definitely. Most most of these guys that we're mentioning right now, their biggest drawback is their walks. So I mean, there could be some some give and take in their numbers, but you you give a a decent pitcher a better team, and you're going to see a whole lot of difference in in their stats. Wow! Look at look at Ryu's walks. You guys see that? <laughs> five. five walks. He's got five walks in 93 innings pitched. Wow! That's I can't even do that in slow pitch softball. The next lowest walk in the top 25 is Walker Bueller with 13. Huh. And the, and the and the next one after that is Clayton Gershaw. And Granky both have 14. Yeah. Who, what about Spencer Turnbull? Would, would you be interested in him? He's playing for Detroit right now. He's got a 3-6 and six record, 327 ERA, 133 whip. So you're talking about getting a little bit elevated now. 31 walks on the year, 77 strikeouts, and only 82 innings. But if he goes somewhere else, could he catch that spark too? Um, it's possible. I don't I don't see him going anywhere, though, even though uh, Detroit is selling. He's, I don't know, every time I've touched him on the waiver wire, he's been a dud. So kind of ruins my viewpoint of him but michael uh, boyd michael boyd's the guy isn't he he's the guy people are eyeballing right now yes and his his stats he's got a five and five record with detroit and detroit's not very good this year 335 era a 108 whip 112 strikeouts in 88 innings to only 17 walks so those those numbers are really right there with everybody else's probably with a little more run support a little more desire because you're playing on a losing team, so the or, desire is probably not there. But or maybe even defense. I mean, I'm, I haven't uh, heard you know a, a bunch of good things coming out of Detroit for for their defense either. So defense plays a, a a good good bit in these numbers as well. Yeah, we'll get into that when we get into the the errors by teams. Hey, if we look at the wins, the winning categories. I guess the winning is pitchers right now. You got Giolito and Order Easy down at ten. Germain, he's been stuck at nine for a long time with the Yankees. Montas is at nine. Ryu's at nine. Verlander's at nine. You got a bunch of people at eight, a bunch of people at seven. I guess the one that jumps out at me is Giolito with the White Sox. I just, the team is a 500 team, but he has 10 of those wins right now. Innings pitch, we talked about the innings pitch with Randy Johnson the other night. And right now, leading the league is Trevor Bauer with 108 innings pitched. And he just has not been overwhelming with his stuff. It's not like he has complete games, I, I don't think. It's just it just leave him out there for seven or eight innings. It almost it appears to struggle at times. I think he did have a complete game last week, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, he my, did. Like his he first really one well of the year week. or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that's surprising to me that he leads innings pitched when he has his ERAs kind of high with that 3.41 look at his walks too his walk he's got 45 walks on the year yeah and he's had some games too where i've seen like there was like a stretch for like two or three games in a row he allowed like six or seven runs or something like that and so that's why i'm surprised because like i mean i guess they weren't pulling him early like they should when he's when he's pitching that bad but He's had to have pitched a lot of pitches. He's got a he's got uh, forty five walks, one hundred and seventeen strikeouts in one hundred and eight innings pitched. That's about the highest walk number we see. It jumps off the page at us right here in this top twenty five. And the strikeouts, he's uh, boy, he I mean he's in the hundred and seventeen club. There's not a lot of people above one hundred and ten. So he's he's had to throw a lot of pitches. Justin Verlander, Max Scherzer, Quez with Colorado, Granky. He's thrown all all of them have thrown over a hundred innings. All right, guys, let's talk about our favorite topic, saves. 
Uh, yeah, I, I responded to somebody's Twitter question the other night, and they were asking about a oh, it was it was a trade. It was Mustakis and a catcher, and the person was getting back Craig Kimbrell and having to drop a catcher. So I, the catchers were irrelevant, but Mustakis for Kimbrell. Well, what do you think about that? Right off the bat, would that that be fair? I told him the, uh, the guy who got Craig Kimbrell won the deal because saves were so hard to find. If you can, if you can give that up. For saves, it's a decent it's a decent deal. Um, I, I think you're giving up a little too much myself, but yeah, you know, I mean, it, and you're kind of taking a gamble because you don't know how Kimbrell's going to be uh, coming off, you know, not playing the whole this whole season so far. So you don't know what, how he's going to perform. You know how Mustakas is performing, and he's yeah. been solid. I would agree, leading the league in saves. Though, I, but I still I still like the the deal. If you can give up Mustakis, you obviously have got somebody playing second base. And in a Yahoo league, there's so many second base. Who knows? Maybe you got Muncie at second base. You know, he's going to hit 40 home runs too. So who knows? Kurt, oh, I mean, you're going to need more than just a second baseman. You're going to need other players. You, you you need to be leveled. I mean, just up and down the roster with power to give up. Somebody who's already got twenty home runs. This, this he's got so much power. What if the guy had Mondesi at second base? Oh, he's in trouble now, isn't he? Kirby Yates is leading the league. <laughs> Kirby Yates is leading the league in saves with twenty six. Shane Green yep. is with Toronto, uh, Detroit, with twenty one. Uh, does Detroit really have twenty one victories? They got to have like twenty three or twenty four <laughs> victories, and he's got twenty one saves. How, how does that happen? <laughs> I mean, they, pretty much any time there's a save chance, they throw him out there. <laughs> Yeah, they win by the skin of their teeth. Kenley Jansen's got 21. Brad Hand has got uh, 20. Chapman's got 19. Will Smith has got 19. Hader, Osuna, any of these names. I, I guess every year Green is going to be in the trade talks every single year. Uh, what about like Hand this year for Cleveland? They're having a disappointing year. Could he be somebody who gets traded to maybe an Atlanta or someone who really needs a closer right now? Will Smith could also be in that. I think if anybody gets traded, from what I'm hearing right now, because I, I keep hearing that Cleveland is is sticking together to try to make a run, if not this year for next year, I don't see Cleveland dealing any of their big guy, their you know their big name guys away, because I think they are trying to make a playoff push this season. But yeah, Green Green would probably be number one candidate for a trade. I would say number two would probably fast guys with uh, Pittsburgh. Uh, Yates may or may not get traded. Uh, San Diego's got, I think, some plans for uh, the future, and I don't. I mean, he may be part of them. He may not. You know, Green and Hand both have ERAs under one. They're the only closers with ERAs under one on this list. Uh, I'll tell you, somebody who's done a, a, a very decent job is Colome, and I don't think that he's signed for long term with the White Sox. He might be on that list as well. And I, I know Diaz is Diaz, but man, in, in New York, I that's a weird clubhouse. They just fired their pitching coach. This, it just seems like that, that, uh, that clubhouse has just got something strange going on in it. So I don't know, maybe Diaz throws down his glove and says, get me out of here. Yeah. It's kind of crazy. Cause they had a huge off season. They had probably the biggest off season of any team, you know, as far as signings, you know, Diaz being a big one and yeah, Cano. And I think they, they definitely have something going on in that in that uh, dugout. It, uh, they should be higher on the in their in their division than they are. I think they. I thought they were going to be 
the leader in that division or, or contending with the Braves, at least, for the top of that division, and, and it's not going that way. All right, so I've been down in the laboratory, okay? I've been down in the laboratory. I've been doing some hard work on, on some team stats, and I, as, I, as I got to mixing some things together, I said, you know, this is going to lead to fantasy advice. Actually, it led to a lot of fantasy uh-ohs for me, so I almost wanted to take all the stuff and throw it in the trash and just ignore that I ever did it. But I think that these things are kind of valid, so I can't just ignore them. But for this weekend, my teams aren't stacking up very well, according to my new laboratory experiment. So if we look at team stats and we look at the defensive errors, right? That's, that's something I think affects uh, runs scored and all those things. I want to look at this first. The Mariners are the worst team defensively. They have 81 errors. The Baltimore Orioles are, are second with 60, uh, 59, essentially. The Yankees have got 57 errors. The White Sox have 55. And that's the Mets crazy. Have, and the Mets have 54. Which one's crazy? The White Sox? No, the Yankees. The Yankees. Oh. Yeah. Being, the, you know, they're the, they're leading their division. They're they're leading that division, but they have 57 errors, yeah. which, you know, that could come into play come playoff time. And you look down here at the bottom of the list, the teams with the least amount of errors, the Astros only have 27 errors. The Royals have 28 errors, so they got a good defense behind them, but not, not producing wins with it. The Diamondbacks have 29. They're kind of up there towards the top. The Reds have got 34, only 34 errors, and the Rays have 37. So those all kind of make sense, especially when you look at the team pitching statistics that we'll see in a little bit, like the Reds are there, the Rays are there, the Astros are there. And when we look at the uh, the team errors, you, you got Seattle, Baltimore, uh, White Sox are all there with the highest ERAs and runs scored loud for a team. So the teams that get the highest average whenever these teams here are pitching. Like Seattle, if you go against Seattle, your team's going to hit 274. That's the average that they give up. Yeah, fi- go ahead. Fire up your hitters if they're playing if they're playing the Mariners. Yeah, because because if the, the ball does get hit to them, they're going to make an error, right? So there's your guys are going to get runs. You're going to get RBI chances, all those things. The Rangers are 272. Orioles, the Rockies. That's not a good look. If you can, I guess that kind of makes sense because you play in Colorado, so people are going to just be able to hit the ball a lot harder. But yeah, the Rockies are there at 269. Like you said the wonder, other night, Bobby, you can't pitch in Colorado. Yeah, I wonder how much this uh, this stat went up over the weekend. <laughs> when they were scoring 30 runs a game? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the Tigers and the Royals all, all sitting there. At the bottom of the list, the Houston Astros, 212. If you go against the Houston Astro pitching staff, your team, you're only going to hit 212. Which, by the way, the Yankees go against that pitching staff this weekend. The Dodgers, if you if you're going against the Dodgers, you got a 219 average. Tampa Bay Rays 221, the Reds at 232, and the Indians at 236. One of the things that I see here, the Reds, the Reds on the defensive side of the ball are producing. They're they're producing. As I was I was mixing my my things together in the lab. I was like, okay, you put in a little offense, you put in a little beat defense, and I had to put in a little extra defense for the Reds, and I was like, oh, that that makes a pretty good concoction right there for victories. Hey, and there's there's rumblings that they they're actually looking to buy, and they could uh, they could be on a on a playoff push right now. They're they're hitting the ball well, they're pitching well. I mean, all these stats, and I think they're on a pretty good winning streak at the moment. If I'm not mistaken, if they didn't sweep their series, they won three out of four or two out of three. No, they, they uh, swept the Astros. They swept the Astros. Yeah. See, so there. If that's if that's something to look forward to, 
they, they could be uh, in the conversation in the in the next few months. And and not only that, they've got a huge series, interdivisional series here in the Central Division against the Milwaukee Brewers this weekend. We'll talk a little bit more about that in just a minute about our weekend series. So those are the teams that give up the most, the highest batting average and give up the lowest batting average. Here's from the offensive side of things, as far as hitters go, a hitting team. The Colorado Rockies are the best average team that there is. They got a 273 average. The Minnesota Twins, the Atlanta Braves, the Houston Astros. No wonder the Astros are so good, right? They pitch really well and they hit really well. You got the Dodgers right there. Same thing with them. They got a 264 average. So those are those are the best hitting teams. The worst hitting teams, the Toronto Blue Jays, 221. Two tw- Vlad Jr. Is, is leading that group just about to. I think that's about what he's batting right mm-hmm. now is 221. I, I guess that's a little bit of a surprise, but I think they're coming on stronger. I think the rookies, uh, they got a young team, so it's coming on a little bit better right now. Hey, uh, but you got the Blue Jays at the bottom at 221, the Giants, the Detroit Tigers, and then look at this. The Cincinnati Reds are fourth from the bottom at 234. So the Reds' offensive's got to heat up and, and kind of match their their uh, pitching staff right now, but it's just not happening. Then you have the Cleveland Indians sitting there at 235 as well. I think the Indians and the Reds are both in the same boat, and they probably don't live too far from each other either. Uh, the thing about the Reds is they're also getting back uh, Scooter Jeanette. So if they're, if they're in the market for another bat, then they could add two big bats in the uh, in the term of a couple of months so that would be a little bit different average in the next couple of months if that goes their way they really need Joey Votto to step up he he's been a leadoff hitter for them for most of the year and he has just not been able to produce and maybe he'll catch fire again that second half of the season but he he didn't do it that well very last year either so i don't know if he has that in him anymore yeah i don't see that happening i think it's funny the we mentioned it just before that the rockies have one of the higher allowed batting averages and then but they are the high they have the highest batting average for a team offensively so they, they may be giving up a lot but they have the bats to back it up when they need to so i think that's kind of why they've kind of been on hot streak like they have when you say that tim i think that you got to factor in the charlie blackman factor over the last two weeks Golly. Charlie. Charlie Blackman has batted 458 with 60 at bats. Last week, I ran into that team last week. He batted 513 with 40 at bats, five home runs, 12 runs scored, 11 RBI. That's a, that's a busy a week. That's a busy week for a major leaguer. I call that a slow night on a Tuesday night on my slow pitch softball league for me. But, you know. You know, and, and weren't we earlier in the year talking about if Blackman was a droppable player or not? A team ERA pitching. So these teams allow the least amount of runs. You got the Dodgers sitting on top of that at 317, the Tampa Bay Rays, the Cincinnati Reds at 353, the Houston Astros, and the Chicago Cubs at 387. Their pitching staff has been real good. The Cleveland Indians are going to factor into that as well, With and the Minnesota Twins. All of them are under four, along with the Yankees. There's your top eight squads that pitch the lowest ERA in the league. The highest, of course, Baltimore, Seattle, Colorado, Pittsburgh, and Kansas City all are factoring in at over five. Baltimore almost tips the scales at six. They got a 572 <laughs> team ERA. The surprising one to be here, the Los Angeles Angels. They're sitting right at five. I, I, I would have suspected that they were a little bit better than that. Uh, it's not too surprising when you think about their two biggest name pitchers, Skaggs and Heaney. 
have both been out most of the season with injuries. Yeah, and then if you you just said that their top two pitchers are Skaggs and Heaney, <laughs> who the heck are those guys? <laughs> I think that they used to be a bluegrass band in the 70s. <laughs> so we flip that around, right? We flip the coin over and we look at this. The team runs scored. So these teams score the most runs. You got the Minnesota Twins, the Colorado Rockies, the Texas Rangers, the Boston Red Sox, who, okay, all right, Boston Red Sox, they're, they're not first in their division. They're third in their division behind the Tampa Bay Rays, but they're scoring the fourth highest amount of runs. So I think their pitching staff has got – the pitching staff needs a little bit of help now. Atlanta Braves, the Seattle Mariners, and the New York Yankees are all factoring in above the 400 mark. And I think the Braves have – they've been catching fire lately. I think they, they weren't in top five before this past week, and they've been lighting it up, double-digit yeah. scoring. So then looking at this, we, we got at the bottom of this list, the teams that score the least amount of runs, the Miami Marlins at 247, 247. They have scored 200 fewer runs than the Minnesota Twins. They scored 200 fewer runs than the Minnesota Twins. The Detroit Tigers, San Francisco Giants, Baltimore Orioles, and the Toronto Blue Jays. And then down there at the bottom again, the Cincinnati Reds. So they're at the top of the pitching, the bottom of the hitting. No, no wonder their record looks so weird with their run differential and everything. It's just kind of it's it's weird. Well, it, you know, I, when I did, I poured all that stuff into my into the files and 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 I got my beakers out and everything, and I poured all the Cincinnati Red stats in there, and it just blew up in my face. It boom, just did that. I had the black marks, and my hair was standing up on end. Let's look at team home runs allowed. Now we're almost factoring all this into our our baseball calculator and coming up with our results. Okay, team home runs allowed. The Baltimore Orioles allow the most home runs. Then the Seattle Mariners, the Los Angeles Angels, factor in that right there at 124. They let up a lot of run. The Philadelphia Phillies let off a lot of home runs as well. The Rangers, the Blue Jays, and then the Astros are all above 100. That was interesting to me because their their ERA and so forth is so low, but they let up a lot of home runs. I guess the, their their home stadium's got to factor a lot into that, right? They can, yes. And then we have at the bottom of this list, so then at the bottom of this list, you've got the Tampa Bay Rays only allowing 68 home runs. The Reds only allowed 74. The Cubs are right there. What a great pitching staff. Only 82 home runs allowed. The Miami Marlins, and then you got the Dodgers as well down there at the bottom of that, the, the, I guess, the, the home runs allowed list. So those teams are doing good on their pitching. Then you look at the home runs hit by a team. Who do you think the top of that list is, boys? Best offense in the in the league would be at the top of there. Yeah, Minnesota. Minnesota is at the top. And then the Mariners are, are number two at 136, even though they are last place in their division <laughs> by a lot now. The Mariners are still swinging and bombing away. The Brewers, the Dodgers, the Astros, and the Cubs are, are rounding out that top six right there, along with the Yankees. Yeah, it does help for the Mariners that they have a, about 150 extra at-bats so far because mm-hmm. they've played a few extra games. But um, it's usually either home runs or busts for them. At the bottom of that list, you got the Marlins. They don't hit a home run. The Tigers, the Giants, the Pirates, the Royals, the White Sox, and the Phillies. The Phillies don't hit a lot of home runs either. All right, Tim, so one more category here, team steals. If you try to steal against the Mets, you're going to be pretty successful. They allow the most steals in the league. The Oakland Athletics allow the second most. The Rangers, the Detroit Tigers, and then the Atlanta Braves. The Atlanta Braves are up there, so and, and you're going to run all day against those teams. 
But down at the bottom of that list, you still can't run against St. Louis. Can't You don't run against Miami. You probably got too big of a lead. You don't want to break those unwritten rules in baseball, right? And you got the Arizona Diamondbacks, the Padres, and the Dodgers. Kind of surprised that the the Braves are that high on there because they've they've got a couple good uh, good catchers. Usually, first to second is the most common stolen base. And if you've got a good catcher, usually they're they're able to throw those guys out. And with uh, McCann and Flowers, I mean, I guess maybe maybe I, they don't have the the arm that I think that I thought they have. Maybe they're just good ball stoppers uh, back there. You know, keeping wild pitches from getting behind them and all that kind of stuff because uh, they are good, they are good catchers so you know, a lot of times a lot of times that's an organizational thing and you it starts with your it starts in your minor leagues and it kind of moves up the ranks a little bit and it's kind of a philosophy of a ball team whether or not they pay a lot of attention to the runners on base and maybe the Atlanta Braves like you said it doesn't add up a lot right there but maybe their pitchers just don't care if the batters you try to steal on them or not, you know, I mean, they, they just don't throw over first a lot, maybe all those kind of things. But, all right, so let's look at who steals the most bases. So we'll flip that coin over. The Kansas City Royals, they steal the most at 71. The Rangers, the Indians, the Mariners, and then the Cardinals. The Cardinals surprised me. I didn't expect them to be a, a, a speedy little team, especially with Goldschmidt. I don't think Goldschmidt has a stolen base all year. Uh, I think you're right about that. And sorry to bring this up again for you, Wes, but uh, the, the Royals' stolen base might uh... – Take a hit with Mondesi being gone. I can't hear you, Tim. I, I turned the radio off. <laughs> Minnesota Twins are at the bottom of that list as far as teams that steal a lot of bases. They got 18. The Cubs got 18. They are a slow team. The Cubs are a slow team. Blue Jays, the Phillies, the Giants, the Marlins, then the Dodgers. The Dodgers don't steal a lot of bases either. The Phillies, man, the Phillies just aren't producing on either side of the squad. Usually, you know, if you got a home run hitting team like the Minnesota Twins or the Chicago Cubs, that's how you drive in your runs. The Phillies were at the bottom of the list on the home runs. They're at the bottom of the list on steals. What, what did they commit to doing in the offseason you know, was hitting home runs, and it's just not producing. They got Real yeah, Muto. Yeah. They got Harper, and and just not happening. Hoskins, and now they got Bruce. Yeah. But you know what? They're still in the in the thick of it as far as that division goes, contending with the Braves. So, well, All right, so you know, they, they could they could turn it around. All right, so now we factored all this stuff in. All right, so we put this in our little calculator. So I, I, um, let me, let me, let me see if I can't. We're looking at the weekend series here. Here, I'm, I'm putting this all into the, the, the calculator here. All right, as we look at the weekend series, all these different statistics can help us make some good fantasy choices and options of people that we might want to pick up to kind of factor into that steel category, maybe. You know, or maybe we can factor them into hit raising our average a little bit more because now we know which teams allow the most averages to it or most home runs if we want to do that. So look here, when we got the Mets versus the Cubs, it kind of offsets each other when you talk about stolen bases. The Mets let up the most stolen bases and they're facing each other this this weekend at home at Wrigley Field. But the Cubs don't run a lot, so don't worry about stolen bases this weekend. I guess that that'd be the thing that pretty much take this right. So we're just not going to get a lot of stolen bases, even though if the Cubs want to, they should be able to run this weekend. And we got the Braves against the Nationals. I didn't hear the Nationals name. They're kind of mediocre. They're right there in the middle of everything. But you got the Braves facing the Nationals. That'll be a big series in the NL East. Marlins at the at the Phillies this weekend. 
uh, Phillies maybe have a chance to raise some of those statistics because the only thing is is that the Marlins have got a great pitching staff. Uh, I, I would t- I would take uh, I would take Nola in that game. Yeah, he I mean he hasn't been pitching well, but I think that would be a good game for uh, him to get back on you know back on track. You got the Padres versus the Pirates this weekend. Time for the Pirates to try and make their move. They've been slipping back a little bit, but maybe San Diego coming across country, playing those early games, just going to get them out of their comfort zone, and we'll see if the Pirates aren't able to pick up a couple of wins this weekend. No, no, the Padres Padres have been hitting some bombs recently, so they keep that going in, in, in Pittsburgh, I mean. How about this one? The Toronto Blue Jays against the Boston Red Sox. It's time for the Red Sox. The Red Sox had an easy series last weekend. They got an easy one this weekend. Blue Jays strike out a lot, and the Red Sox throw a lot of strikeouts. So look for the Red Sox to continue to do that. Yeah, it got uh, the Detroit Tigers versus the Cleveland Indians. Indians have a chance to continue to make up ground. They have an opportunity to raise a lot of their statistics because we looked at a lot of those things, and the Tigers had a lot of uh, bad pitching categories there. Yeah, they were they were very low on most everything. And the Tigers shouldn't be able to score a single run against them. White Sox against the Rangers. That'd be interesting. Both of them are not the lowest or the highest on on anything. So look at this next one. After we factored all that stuff in, we got the Cincinnati Reds versus the Milwaukee Brewers. Big that big National League Central division rivalry right here. So what's going to happen when we look at it? When we factor it all in, how do you think this series is going to end up being? Well, we, like we talked about, the Reds have a good defense. Yeah. They've got a good defense. They've got a pretty good pitching staff. Um, they just don't have the bats. I mean, they have a couple of guys on their team that are pretty good, but you know, the Brewers are you you you've got to start Yelich. I mean, Yelich is he's he's an everyday starter. You can't. Stockus, you, you got to start Stockus. If you Moustakis, got Grandall, you got to go. Got to go Grandall. But I mean, if you've got Maybe Braun. Yeah. I want to think about sitting Braun or, or, uh, Kane. Shaw, Kane. You know, those guys you might want to think about sitting. But at the same time, if you got a Milwaukee Brewer pitcher, you can put those guys in there with some pretty good confidence. And oh, yeah. If you're going to stream guys, I'd be looking for Milwaukee pitchers. They're pitching at home against mm-hmm. the Cincinnati Reds, and we just saw the Reds aren't doing anything offensively. Yeah. No reason to be scared there. The Minnesota Twins are, are traveling to Kansas City. To play against the Royals. Fire up your twins, man. Find them. Find them. <laughs> find the twins. If you can every, find Oh, well, I mean, you want to fire up your twins in every series. But yeah. This, in the, I mean, the Royals are a good defensive team, as we saw. They don't make a lot of errors, but their pitching staff. I mean, I can't name one starting pitcher on their team that is worth noting. So, and Sanu. Uh, Sanu might still be out there in your leagues if he's available. I would go grab him. Any of the catchers. I would. I, what, Castro and who's who's the catcher you have? Mitch Garver, yeah. Uh, Castro and Garver, you could just look for either one of them. If if they're whoever's playing that day, uh-huh. you just put them both in the lineup if you got a chance to. Mm-hmm. Ostadio, he's out there now. He just got called back up. So if they play him, uh, I, I would look for him. I think Cave is taking Byron Buxton's spot. So that might be a guy if you're if you're just looking for a little pop. I think the Minnesota Twins this weekend at Kansas City have got that great opportunity to do so. The Angels and the Cardinals. The Angels go to St. Louis to play St. Louis. A great time for the St. Louis Cardinals to get back on track, to get a little winning streak. And if you have a Cardinal, I I would look to get a Cardinal if you didn't have one already and you wanted a little offensive pop. Maybe Munez is out there. 
Colton Wong's available in your league. He might, and he really might be. He's one of those second basemen that fall under the radar, but he could have a really good series. Look for Martinez. Possibly he's out there. He's under owned in a lot of leagues right now, but he he might be out there. Their first base slash outfield eligible guy. He'll probably get some at bats. I'd look to start your uh, your Angels in that series too. I mean, the Cardinals aren't stellar p- at pitching either, so you might want to fire up, you know, Lestella or Calhoun, you know, especially Trout, obviously. Um, they had a big game the other night, maybe, seven, uh, seven RBIs. Fletcher. Might even be a night to get an old St. Louis Cardinal, who is now a Los Angeles Angel, and traveling back to St. Louis, I think, for the first weekend. We might see uh, Albert Pujols back come alive. He'll at least get some at-bats, if not all the at-bats, in St. Louis this weekend. Giants at the Diamondbacks. I, I don't think you want to fire up too many Giants this weekend. Diamondbacks are going to run that series over. Time for them to get a little games back against the Dodgers. What about the Rays and Athletics? Yeah. Ooh, boy. That, see, that when I was putting it all together, I went, oh, no, I've got a couple Athletics. Oh, no, I'm not going to have a good weekend with those Athletics because the Tampa Bay Rays have got a stellar pitching staff. Mm-hmm. I'm in trouble. Yes, uh, <laughs> you. I mean, pretty much the only Athletic, I mean, I haven't no. paid super close attention to him but no. chris davis maybe no. would be the only one that i would be no no he's no, no he's gonna hit under 200 this weekend against that race pitching staff simeon <laughs> is my only hope but i think i i got you know i, I had a whole bunch of short stops i don't know i'm gonna i, I, I don't know what i'm gonna do that modesty's hurt i didn't say that did i uh orioles versus mariners mariners are uh, at home the orioles are facing them Orioles let up the most home runs. The Mariners hit the most home runs. If you need home runs, just go digging around, look in the trash can. I don't care what you got to do. Find a Mariner and put him on your team. And Tim, if I traded you a Mariner, you have to give him back this weekend, and I'll give you Chris Davis. <laughs> nope. Just for the weekend. I am looking forward to. I am looking forward to this weekend, my friend. I've got Volgabach and Santana, who both just mash home runs. I'm looking forward to see what they, what they do against the Orioles. Rockies are going to go to L.A. and face the Dodgers next weekend. The Dodgers go to the Rockies to face the Rockies, but this weekend it's vice versa. So that is going to be an offensive series. They may score a combined. They may set a new record for the most runs scored in a seven-game, I don't want to say a series, but it's kind of going to be a home-and-home thing going on almost. I think they may play a couple games in between, but still, it's going to be, they're going to score a lot of runs for the next week. Well, it's possible. I mean, the Dodgers have, what the lowest the lowest batting average against them this season and you know so i think if anybody has the edge in that series it's it's the dodgers because they have a they have a great hitting team themselves but they also don't allow a lot of uh, you know of yeah. those uh, hits or er and they have a low era as well so yeah i think that people whenever see they see the dodgers that they are whenever they see that they're playing the rockies I think they really get excited to bat. I, I just really do, whether it's on, at home or on the road. But, hey, we've got one more series to talk about, the Houston Astros versus the New York Yankees. This is going to be for the number one. This is going to be for the number one seed in the American League come playoff time. Uh, so this is going to really be factored in right here. And you got the Astros sitting on top of the pitching stats. You got the Yankees. You know, not whenever I calculated everything together, it said the Astros should win this series. The Yankees have got Aaron Judge coming back. They got Encarnacion. They got Stanton back. They got a lot of their big dogs back. So it'll be really interesting to see what happens in this series with an undermanned, if you can say that, Houston Astro team versus this hugely manned New York Yankee team. 
Yeah, the Astros, you know, both teams have been injury plagued this year, and they're both still at the top of their divisions, which is kind of crazy to say. So this would be interesting because the Yankees are getting their, their guys back, and the Astros are still waiting on their guys to get back besides uh, what Altuve, he's he's coming back. Is yeah, he already he's back? back. He is back. So he that's a, came back. That's a big. For, that's big for them. And uh, but Korea, st- Korea is still out. But we'll see Jordan Alonso in New York City, and he's he hit another home run tonight. So we'll see what old Jordan can do. Hey, here here it all is. Nutshell, nutshell. Start and find some Seattle Mariners. Start and find some Baltimore <laughs> Orioles. So Baltimore Orioles, if you're looking for runs, because on the flip side of that, the Mariners pitching staff wasn't that good. Their defense isn't that good. So the Orioles should score a lot of runs as well. Find yeah. and start some Minnesota Twins. Okay, find and start some Minnesota Twins. Also, here's something else I looked at. Sit. I, this is my prediction. Yeah, don't, 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 don't quote me on this. Sit your New York Yankees. I think against that Houston Astro pitching staff, uh, I, I I know I know what the Yankees lineup looks like, but I think the Houston Astros love a good challenge, love a good challenge. True, true. I I think, you know, I've got both Lemayhew and Gregorius. I think the only one of you know, uh, I, I, Lemayhew is the I'll be start. I mean, he's a must start every game, no matter who he's going against. So, but Gregorius, I'm probably going to sit. Sit your Oakland A's. Don't look for them. Sit them. All right? That, that's going to be a tough matchup this weekend against the Tampa Bay Rays. Sit your Milwaukee Brewers. They got the Cincinnati Reds coming to town. Yes, the offense may come. May, the offense is not going to do a lot for the Milwaukee Brewers. But you, I guess if you have a pitching staff, I would fire them up, right? Yeah. And sit definitely. any any Detroit Tiger. If you happen to be an unfortunate soul who has a Detroit Tiger, you can reach us at fantasyfrenemies at yahoo.com. <laughs> you can let us know all your troubles and all your worries. But if you have them this weekend, please sit your Detroit Tigers. So <laughs> you're not multiplying your your turmoil, your anguish right now. But you can get in touch with us, fantasyfrenemies at yahoo.com. You're going to also be tuning in on Sunday night when we have another show to look at these weekend series. Let's see about our predictions, whether or not they are right, whether or not they are wrong. We're going to look at some of these things and see how well we did with our uh, observations from the team stats. Uh, and also to our listeners out there, for those of you guys that have been listening to us on a regular basis, if you like what we're doing, kind of the information we're providing you and you're enjoying our show, tell your buddies about it. Share share on your social media page or whatever. We, you know, we could we, we want to grow this show and, and make it uh, something that people more people can enjoy and, and all that. So if you if you like the show, you know, tell some others about it, share it. You know, it's something we would really appreciate. You know what I got a lot of comments on from people, and I started sharing it a little bit more. Uh, was was my zoo story the other night? They, I, I have, <laughs> I, I have one buddy text me and said, "You got to become the string," and he just kind of. <laughs> He wanted to know about that. That was on our last show. You can listen to that one. Uh, Randy, uh, the the big frenemy unit, I think that show was called. So uh, please tune yeah. in on Sunday night to get some more shenanigans by the by the three. Maybe even the four of us will all be here. But you can follow us on Twitter as well, at F Frenemies. Frenemies is always spelled F-R-I-E-N-E-M-I-E-S. Oh, my. Look at Scherzer's walks. 146. He's got 146 walks. 
through 106 no, innings. That's that's don't, that's uh, strikeouts. That's oh, okay. Whoa, look at Scherzer's walk. <laughs> okay, no wonder those things were skyrocketing. Wow. Okay, that that makes sense. All right, much better, much better. All right, carry on. <laughs> Stop. <laughs>